the last time you and I spoke, it was a very long conversation that was not very pleasant. And you actually did indicate that we were uh, staring down the barrel of this gun. And here we are. Yes. um, At that time, we talked about um, the fragile um, economic data that was coming out of quarter two. And um, after we spoke, I had occasion to revisit some of those figures. Um, The PMI, the Purchasing Managers Index, which is all the purchasing managers throughout the mainly manufacturing sector, and it's an an index of their orders, and gives you a sense of the... um, you know, the the state of health in the manufacturing um, sector, the velocity of the orders and so on. So um, that came in looking really bleak. And so that gave you a sense that the productive sector or the manufacturing sector in this case was really ailing. Then I was looking at the rising unemployment figures. And um, I was beginning to confirm what um, I suspected, that if you have 9.6 million unemployed people in a country of 55 million people, you have a national crisis. And um, that figure is edging ever towards the 10 million mark. And um, 10 million people unemployed in, um, in this kind of economy is a real human, social, and rights tragedy. So um, looking at the unemployment figure, it figures then that um, there's going to be um, a knock-on effect on the people's ability to buy and to consume and so on. So I looked again at the performance of the big retailers, ShopRite, Woolies, and everybody actually, and I saw a bit of a bloodbath there. So... Um, for me, the, the, the tea leaves, so I was reading very, very fragile. And um, I looked at the, I- the income inequality and the, the fact that we are hardly growing as an economy. In fact, we're standing still. So there are two types of inequality. It's income inequality and wealth inequality. Income inequality, that's our genie, it's at around 0.63%. Uh, three, sorry, it's not percent, it's 0.63. And then the, the wealth inequality um, figures indicate that um, 10% of the, the haves are eating, gobbling up 94% of the, <laughs> basically, what's, what's good to have in this economy. So... Um, Looking at that kind of inequality and that kind of abyss between the haves and the have-nots, you have an economic crisis. And um, we have been on our desk looking quite closely at what's happening in the in the agricultural space. What's what's plaguing our farms? What's plaguing production um, in agriculture? And we're looking at things like the weaker rand and the need to import certain inputs and um, the lag effect from the drought and um, you are a lot of um, policy uncertainty there mm. and you, it all makes up for a grim picture. You'll remember that there was a significant and deep contraction in the agricultural sector in quarter one. And this has um, been followed by a subsequent contraction in quarter two. But what about all the, uh, we, we heard about stimulus packages, you know, uh, 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 President Cyril Ramaphosa went to, the, uh, to Saudi Arabia uh, to, at some point and we were told the money is coming in. So, so what's going on? 
two things about that. Um, you're talking about, one, the stimulus package, which is estimated to be between $43 billion and $48 billion. Basically, we need a serious econ- economic stimulus package. And um, when we talk about solutions, I hope later on in this program, um, I, w- I would like to talk and return to the issue of the stimulus package and suggest that a serious stimulus package is north of 15% of GDP. And um, it we, go, where we supposed normally to get that from? goes. It normally goes with um, monetary easing, and um, to create more liquidity in the system. But anyway, we can return to that. Um, the other factor you are talking about is the the issue of the investment lines. Mm. Now, the cost of capital in our economy is very high, and we are not growing. So, show me that investor who comes just purely out of goodwill, because we've got a Tumamina campaign going on. Mm. So you you need to address those issues before you can successfully address the issue of investment, whether it's for local investors or for um, foreign investors. So, you know, um, Manoshni Pillay, one of our reporters, you know, actually uh, just went out and, and looked at uh, the impact this will have on people uh, just looking at everyday food items and, you know, what that is likely to cost now and how this is likely to impact on people. So uh, maybe we can just have a quick listen to this. It may not be much of a coincidence that recession rhymes with depression. The latest news of an economic recession is bound to hit consumers hard. As everyday items battle the rising cost of inflation, consumers may not be able to change the harsh financial realities, but there are small steps that can be taken to keep household basics on a budget. Join us as we take you on a fresh produce journey from a market stall to a large supermarket, comparing three fresh produce staples potatoes, onions and tomatoes. Four and a bunch. You can take you three bunches for ten. Huh? And your hearts? Three for ten, five runs. Red, yes, three price. Red, you can take three for twenty runs. This fresh produce market stall is in Overport, a five-minute drive from the Durban CBD. It's basic, nothing fancy, but brimming with freshly picked fruit and vegetables. Their up-to-date potatoes are 70 rand a pocket. Onions here are just nineteen ninety nine for a sack. Take a drive up the end to Tutongat, the land of sugarcane, and a haven for fresh produce. The old Tonga town hall is home to a fruit and vegetable market. 72-year-old Mrs. Miraj runs a stall that's been a part of her family for over 75 years. Her husband passed away 21 years ago, and she remained behind to earn a living. You can walk around and look at the quality yeah. and uh, see. Fresh cabbages came in. Onions is down. Eh? Onion price is down. A pocket of potatoes, depending on quality. Up to date at the moment is like 60 rands a pocket. I'm talking about fresh grain. Like for instance, if you take these beans now. I sit hours picking it. No stones, no rotten, nothing. It's hand-picked. A quick step past Mrs. Miraj's hanging bags of peppers... And you come to 61-year-old Tara Narayan. She is the only remaining original stallholder, so she boasts years of fresh produce knowledge. We here serve the grassroots people, the people that are poor. They come from the farm areas like Pamshela, Mapumulo, Insuze, all those places. 
and just the few of the local ones. The rich don't come and support us. A trip to the more familiar franchise supermarket may be more convenient, but not for your pocket. Onions here cost at least 10 to 20 rand more. A kilo of tomatoes is 17 rand 99, compared to the 20 rand for 4 kilos. And say goodbye to those up-to-dates. They don't really exist in these stores. It's 25 99 for only 2 kgs of potatoes, compared to just 60 rand for an entire pocket at Mrs. Mirage. So while you may not be able to do anything about the recession or the rising petrol price, you can reduce how much you spend on fresh produce for your family. And you'll be supporting local small-scale farmers too. For the SABC, I'm Minoshni Pele at Tongat, north of Durban. And uh, Tandega, food security is, of course, a huge, huge issue right now. It has been, but uh, things just seem to be, you know, exacerbated by this recession. And uh, just looking at uh, the comments coming through as well, Unati Kwaza says at this rate, um, as soon only the rich um, or the fat cat politicians will be able to live in this country. What I like about um, the clip that we've just um, listened to is that it proves that the economy is not a um, mathematical abstraction that's supposed to be um, discussed devoid of um, any input from ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with the assertion by the, our reporter that um, you, may, na- you no- may not be able to do anything about this policy. This is what the political economy is actually about, ordinary people making choices or propelling their elected representatives to make choices about the economy that favor them. But our, our electorate <coughs> is simply not that sophisticated. We, we simply do not understand the power that we hold as an electorate. I I don't think that that is necessarily true or tested as yet. Um, Perhaps Perhaps untested. Yes, it's untested. But perhaps the people of um, maybe journalists like us who analyze society during the uh, um, just in the time run in the run up to the Arab Spring may have felt that um, their own electorates could not assert an economic or stroke political demand on the elected or unelected officials in the case of dictatorships and 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 push for a change in the socio political economic system but um, when you have um, an unemployment rate of um, close to 30% like we have, then um, you have to think about the possibility of social unrest and the assertion of um, economic rights. So um, if you look at our unemployment rate, it is akin to that of countries in war situations. This kind of unemployment is not normal. Full unemployment, as they achieved in the United States and everywhere else, in economic terms, it's around 5% and below. So um, the the country does need what um, some have called an economic codessa, where we all sit down across party political lines and have a thorough discussion about how to wrestle ourselves out of the economic doldrums in which we sit. As we come to the solutions, you know, um, one of the things that I'm actually tired of asking is, do we actually know how to dig ourselves out of this hole? 
I think we do. I think we've got the intellectual skills, the policymaking capacity, and um, we possibly we, we have a tendency of rescuing ourselves or, or, or retrieving ourselves from the brink at the last moment. I think that um, we can find in ourselves the leadership capacity as society and as you know um, elected representatives to have a sober sit down and um, look at um, immediate plans to, 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 to rescue the economy. Our situation is akin, as we discussed previously, to what the countries of Europe faced after the Second World War. And um, America and other countries decided on something that looks like a, a Marshall Plan, an economic Marshall Plan, and um, often to, 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 to yank yourself out of the economic doldrums, the the package that involves a fiscal stimulus, um, which um, needs to be more substantial than the one announced, um, tax cuts, um, and monetary easing is often the approach, as was in the case of Obama in when he came in and responded to the economic, the world economic downturn. Yeah.